Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. What's up, Jimmy? I'm still like rubbing my eyes after watching that game of basketball. That was a tough one to get through. Something we haven't really seen in a while. Shell I don't shocked. know if it a loss. This was this was a this this was a PTSD type of a loss. This was an ugly one. This one brought me back to uh like last year and the beginning of this year. Not I'm not happy. Yeah. I think I think I speak for everybody watching the show right now, and I know I speak for you. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't blame uh, a ton of you if you uh, didn't tune in, and uh, especially if you uh, live locally, uh, went out and enjoyed the rest of your Sunday. That's what we plan to do after we uh, discuss. I don't even uh, know what... if I can enjoy the rest of my Sunday, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a yeah. shot. After what transpired here, uh, very simply put, um, you know, about as bad as it could be for the Celtics. This was a this was the 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 defending champs versus the December Celtics, and it was ugly. And that's what it looked like. It looked like one team that belongs and another team that has no business. And obviously, we know that Celtics aren't that team, uh, but they were today. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it's really all a matter of which who shows up the next game. Um, you know what Milwaukee does? Uh, they're they're big. Yeah. They pack the paint. Um, and they don't let you get to the rim and they force you to get your non Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown guys. They have Giannis. They also have Giannis. Yeah. But I mean, they for defensively, they're forcing non-shooters to shoot and the Celtics oblige them and their non-shooters shot all freaking game to the tune of 50 attempted threes and they sucked at it. Um, and, uh, they lost. And in fact, at the end of the day, the three point shooting wasn't even as bad as all that with the final numbers, even though they made some garbage ones late here that didn't really matter. Um, brutal all around performance, brutal individual performances. Uh, uh, Jalen Brown, maybe the worst game I can remember him playing in a long time. And it's not a Jalen bias. Jalen Brown is as bad as Jalen Brown gets. And I don't talking know about Jalen, everybody. I feel like part of this, you're going to start healing, hearing some hamstring stuff uh, on his offensive foul against Giannis. He did that little grab at the hammy there. Uh, he felt tentative all game long, like he was worried the thing was going to pop or something. Uh, he was not right. I and mean, he's coming up short on his shots. Just And then the turnovers and the dribbling and the Jalen stuff. You know, you can live with that when he's knocking down shots. When he's not, he was was a a detriment out there. Tatum was ice cold too. Couldn't figure out the Bucs' length. Really struggled with it. 
kept trying to force the issue, got frustrated. Um, he has to adapt. He's got to figure out a different way. I think he's got to start taking some mid-range, uh, pulling up in the lane uh, instead of trying to get all the way to the basket. He kept trying to force it, and it kept going bad for him. Um, and then Giannis is a force of nature, and obviously he had an awesome game. He had a great passing game, uh, was the best player by miles on the court. Drew Holiday was phenomenal too. So, um, you know, those are quick snapshot takeaways. We'll get into it a bit with uh, – Bobby, Jimmy, and Joe Sway all at the garden. Want to tell everybody at home, uh, HelloFresh.com. HelloFresh is our sponsor here at the Garden Report. We keep it fresh on the Garden Report. HelloFresh.com slash playoff16. Use this nice. code. <laughs> get code. up to 16 like meals. 16 <laughs> meals for free and three free gifts. This is a phenomenal deal. Um, you get fresh meat and produce delivered to your door with extremely easy to follow recipes. If this were a different day and a more joyous occasion, we would end this show with some food picks because the entire garden report crew did some hello fresh style cooking this week. Um, some stuff. Still, look, I might yeah. still have some picks up towards the end. Jimmy made some nice looking <laughs> stuff here. Bobby, Joe Sway, um, Sherrod, the entire crew. Yep. I just want to say so, it didn't look nice. The, the pictures don't do it. Just, it's hard to make meatloaf look nice. I'll be completely. Honest. I thought you did okay. I thought you did okay. It, um, it so Jimmy, where Jimmy, back, where do you want to start? Get back to me. Yeah. Can I say something? I mean, Jesus, you going to you going to Hello Fresh before you even get to talk about the game here? Well, I mean, we just want to. We're setting the stage. Can I get a word in? You can you can talk for the next twenty minutes until the other guys get here. I don't want twenty minutes. I just want to say I wanted to piggyback on a couple of things you said. Um, and yeah, Jalen had a tough game. And and the, the worst part about it for Jalen was it wasn't like he was he was being tasked with guarding Giannis all game. I mean, we're talking about very, you know, beatable players that he's that he's guarding. We're talking about Connaughton, you know, we're talking about, you know, getting switched on a guy like Portis, whoever it is, like the Bucs are, are are a very, very good team. They're strong, they're deep. I thought the one thing the Bucs did today was they bullied the Celtics. They were the tougher team. And I know people want to complain about the refs, and there might be some enough to that but i'm yeah. not gonna sit here and complain about the refs all like i'm just not gonna do that like you got when you when you get to the playoffs you have to play tough and the bucks team are are a hell of a lot tougher than brooklyn let's be completely honest right off the top these guys go hard in the paint they will go right at you they have they have one of the best all-around players in the nba andrew holiday they have some big dudes down low brooke lopez and then they have Giannis, who is arguably the best all-around player in the league you know the best player in the league so <laughs> This wasn't going to be easy. And this is all without Chris Middleton. So, I mean, that's a gift in and of itself. And the Celtics came out today, and they just stunk it up. I thought the way they started, it was like, okay, they've got a little handle on Giannis here. They're kind of playing tough on him. They're they're not letting him, like, get any, like, force down in the paint. But Giannis does it all. Triple-double tonight. I mean, he finds ways to win the game. That's the mark of a true, you know, champion. Um, and I just thought that, you know, led by him, the Bucks were the more complete team today. And the Celtics, again – they were they were baited into these these long you know these three point shots over and over and yeah John you look at the percentages and like okay well the thirty six percent that's not horrible they didn't hit him when it mattered they didn't no. go in a run when Giannis left the game in that third quarter with about four minutes left or whatever it was that was the time where you needed to I think it was like an eight point or right around eight point lead for the Bucks ten points and the Celtics did absolutely nothing Giannis is out of the game. They did nothing with that. And at that point, it was it was basically over. I mean, you go into the fourth quarter down, whatever you were down, showed no signs of life. There was no – like, if you were at the game today, I can't even imagine a stretch of time where you were really <clears throat> fired up. There was maybe, like, back-to-back threes at one point where, where I think the fans got into it. But there was never that sort of momentum for the Celtics that made you feel like, okay, 
here they come. Like they're going to, they're going to go on a run here. They're going to tie this game up. It never really got to that point. And the Bucks are too good of a team. They're too well coached, too like veteran savvy to blow a game like that. Especially when you're playing against a team like the Celtics that just weren't on today. This was not a Celtics team that we saw. They got, they got in round one towards the end of this season. They got punked literally. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And I say that sometimes I feel like I say that a lot. But today, it felt like they, they got flat punked. out got punked. They got out physical. They got out executed. The the things that they were doing well and the things they, they were doing with the other teams. Much, they fall back into some traps there with the with the referee. By the way, and again, I we can talk about the ref stuff and it getting into people's heads. I don't think it's as big a deal as it was as people will make it out to be. But the difference between how the how uh, look at Giannis. Giannis draws contact on every single play he goes to the basket, and yeah, he gets a lot of calls, but. He did not get a lot of calls in the first half, uh, and he was turning the ball over, and they were playing him very, very physically, and he never turned around and barked at the ref a single freaking time. So it's just a difference in how you handle it and whether or not you let it get to you and understand this is the kind of game it's going to be. Uh, Sherrod, we'll give you your kind of first takeaway. Uh, a lot not to like, but what kind of stood out to you here? Uh, you guys can hear me okay? Yep. Okay, great. Uh, a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, the, the level of physicality, it was not even close. I mean, Milwaukee was the tougher mentally, Wait. physically playing team in this game. That, that to me, it's, it's, that's a given. The other thing was I didn't think the Celtics made any type of legitimate leg adjustments Ever. throughout the game. Ever. Uh, it, it was as if that they kind of put – it's almost as if they put this thing in autopilot and just said whatever the hell happens is going to happen. I didn't see Jalen Brown play with the kind of fire that we've seen him deliver. I didn't see Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum had a couple of moments, but nothing that you really felt as though uh, was anything more than just a flicker. And to, to Jimmy's point, um, they got punked. I mean, they, they, this to me, this was like, you know, the, the biggest bully on the block coming in your neighborhood and just saying, I'm going to bully you. And you basically let, let him do it in your, in your home, in your neighborhood. Uh, Milwaukee absolutely punished them over and over and the final score 12 point game this could have easily been a much larger game if i'm the celtics and i go back and i look at this game the couple of things that i'm going to have to keep telling myself is that we're not going to have a lot of opportunities to make them pay for their mistakes when they because they don't make a lot when they do we need to capitalize on that when Giannis picked up that four foul and hit the bench that to me was when a 10-0 run needs to happen right it, or, yeah. and, and that just never happened and you you know what we're talking about the shortcomings of the Celtics, but credit Milwaukee. I mean, they, they show why they're the defending NBA champion. I mean, this was a mentally tough game that they came in here and they outperformed the Celtics in every on every metric. Yeah, but in terms of adjustments, as you said, you know, Milwaukee did what they did, um, and they dared. You know, they 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 they, they keep their bigs home. They pack the paint. Uh, and they dare you to, and they want it. They'll give away three pointers to certain shooters, uh, particularly ones above the break. Um, they'll give you those. Um, and so they want you to get beaten by Smart and by Horford and by Grant and, 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 and whatnot. And the Celtics obliged them and they just kept doing it. Uh, they kept, and because I think they did get frustrated because they had a difficult time getting to the paint, but they never really adjusted. Uh, they never worked on anything kind of more in the mid range or any sort of kind of floater game attacking the middle a little bit, um, you know, pull ups during drop coverage on pick and rolls. And again, they weren't switching as much here, uh, you know, and Giroux was kind of staying uh, with his man at the top of the key, but 
they just kind of played their game. They they did what Milwaukee wanted, which was, yeah, I'm going to put the ball in the hands of my, you know, non-scoring players and um, see if those guys can beat you. And just this was one of those games where they couldn't. See, I thought that there were opportunities where they could have finished at the rim and they elected to just dribble they, drive. It was in their out. head a little bit. It was it was totally in their head. And it was in their head when even when Giannis wasn't patrolling the paint, uh, it was in their head. I mean, if you've got if you beat your guy off the dribble and you've got Grayson Allen is between the only thing between you and the damn rim, what the hell are you kicking it out to Al Horford for? Shoot over his little ass. That was the thing that bothered me really more than anything else about this game. There were there were clear and undeniable opportunities for them to get points in the paint that Giannis just couldn't cover that ground. Or if he did try to make a play, more likely than not, he would have called, he would have been called for a foul because he would have covered, he would have, he would have had to have covered a lot of ground in no time. I just think that the Celtics didn't take advantage of the opportunities that Milwaukee gave them. And hopefully when they go back and look at the film, they'll, they'll realize this. And rather than just attacking the rim to kick out for a three, they'll actually look to score every now and then. Uh, what was wrong with Jalen in your in your uh, mind? Is there anything physical? I did. I couldn't tell uh, because he wasn't aggressive enough to, for me to figure out if it was a physical thing. I mean, he had matchups. I thought throughout this game that because you know he's going to have that stood. matchup, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he was guarded by by the Carter kid, when 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 Grayson Allen was on him, you know, those are matchups where Jalen, if you could get him the ball in the middle of the paint, which he had the ball there a, a few possessions. Just shoot over the top of those guys is all you got to really do. Uh, and, and that's the thing, John, to your point, that they really need to look at is not so much layups and three-pointers, but all that real estate in between. Because I thought – and I thought if, if they're looking for an example of what that looks like, pay attention to what Drew Holiday did all game long. He was, he was absolutely on point about knowing when to pull up for the three, when to take two or three steps in and pull up for the mid-range, or when to go to the cup. He kept them off balance the entire game – by mixing in all three levels and the Celtics, they never countered that, or frankly came up with their own version of that. Yeah, that is the facts, my dog. That is true. Um, How much of uh, what happened here in this game with this team is emblematic of, you know, how do you think a lot of the series is going to go and how much of it was just, okay, maybe they just, they got punched in the mouth and they weren't fully ready for it. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I mean, I was going to let you go, Sherrod. But, I mean, I, I, I'm I, very interested to see what adjustments the Celtics make here. And as this is a Game two is going to be the biggest game of Ime's career, obviously. But he's got to look at the film here and say, okay, what did the Bucks do to bait us into these threes, to force us into making some tough shots at the rim? And how is he going to adjust from that? Because it felt like, I'm not going to say it, it was outcoached tonight, but it felt like the Bucks came in with a game plan and executed it to perfection. Maybe it started off a little bit slow. But they came around in that late, you know, late in the first, um, and then after that, it was it was it was the Bucks kind of instilling their will this game. I didn't feel like the Celtics ever got into a flow. Um, it felt like you know it looked like they were always playing from behind. I think they kind of lost sight of what's gotten them to this point. You know, the ball movement wasn't there. Like I said, you know, the Bucks were playing back, almost daring them to shoot threes. And you know, John talked about it off the top. Jalen Brown's shot was off today, and I know Sherrod, you talked about it as well. Um, Pritchard was off today. I mean, he was super cold to start that fourth quarter. And, you know, by the time Tatum ended up starting to hit some baskets, you know, they were already behind and, you know, he wasn't enough to get it started. We didn't even talk about Marcus Smart's injury. I mean, you guys saw, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw actually Sherrod because you're at the game, but they showed on Mm -hmm. the television, Marcus Smart in the tunnel, limping like pretty, pretty badly, um, you know, hobbling, I guess you could call it in, in the tunnel. 
I mean, he's, he's banged up. I mean, that right quad contusion looks to be like something like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do over the next game two is in two days. I mean, so yeah. um, there's only so much they can do to get that right. Then they've got a nice little break before game three. Hopefully he can be more of himself there, but I mean, he's obviously banged up. That shoulder injury was scary. I'm glad it was just a stinger. Um, you know, I feel like once Rob left, did Rob even, I didn't even remember seeing Rob after he left the game. I mean, I'm, like he came, yeah, he, he came back, back in, but he came right back in. I know, yeah. I know, I know he did, but he, he was not effective. You know, I didn't think it was a great second half for him. Um, no, I, I, after he came back in, Jimmy, there, there was a, a dribble drive into the paint and it was just basically the, the ball handler, Rob and the rim and Rob didn't jump. And yeah. I thought that was really telling because this was like basically one, one of the uh, Milwaukee guards. So it's not like you've got Giannis where you, you can jump and still get scored on. You had a freaking six, three guard that you didn't even jump for, um, which told me he was probably more hurt. But to your point about Marcus, uh, I was told uh, before he went out to start the third quarter that that quad injury is was the one that they were more concerned with than the shoulder because that seemed to be there was seemed to be more soreness there than there was soreness with the shoulder and that that's a scary thing to to your point jimmy the fact that there's such a quick turnaround for game yeah. two uh right. you're not going to have the benefit of getting that extra day of nothing uh so I, i'm i'm a little nervous about his availability for game two uh i know he's going to do everything he can to be out there but i just wonder uh big picture and by big picture i mean the seven game series would it be better off to sit him in that game um, and you just have him get it? You can't down one one zero. I can't if, afford to. I mean, maybe he doesn't play forty minutes, but like they they are too thin at that position to sit him. Like, yeah, very yeah. obvious. It's just it's, it's, I mean, it's, he is a very very tough you know situation. And I mean, listen, you know he's gonna get some rest tomorrow. I'm sure they'll be getting massages twenty four seven and try to get that try to get that back to where it needs to be to play. And Marcus Smart's not going to Marcus Smart's not going to sit out. I mean, his leg would have to be, you know, broken for him to sit out, you know, at this stage. So I'm not I'm not concerned about that, but to your point, Sherrod, if he does when he does play, if he's playing at 50, you know, 60% or something like that and he's not, you know, as active or as pesky on defense, he's not taking the charges, you know, he's a little hesitant to get contact or the Bucks are, you know, going hard at him. I mean, they were backing him down today like or trying to. They were they were physical. The Bucks are a very physical team. Drew Holiday does not get enough. As good as Drew Holiday is, I'm telling you, and all the awards he wins, I still think he doesn't get enough credit. Because I agree, so people good. forget that he was an, he, not that long ago. He was an All Star, and he's been playing at a level that, when you look at his numbers, are pretty damn close to what they were when he was officially an All Star. He just understands how to play the game. I mean, he he's he can defend multiple positions. He can knock down threes. He can shoot the floater. He can score at all three main levels. Yeah. And you don't have to call a bunch of plays for him to be impactful. Uh, and you, you rarely see him try to be more than he is. Uh, there's very little that he does that's, that feels out of place. Uh, he's just a smart player. And, and that's why, you know, not having Chris Middleton certainly uh, is a blow of sorts, but it means more Drew Holiday. Uh, it means more Giannis handling the ball, which we can, as we saw today, I mean, Triple double, and it was a pretty damn easy going triple double. I know. I mean, he was in triple. Uh, in fact, in trouble, and he still did. Yeah, I mean, the it seemed like the points were harder for him to come by than the damn assists, because uh, he was just finding guys in rhythm on the wings, in the corners, at the basket. I mean, he he absolutely shredded the Celtics defense. Yeah, he did. I mean, this was this was a this is the first obvious loss for the Celtics in the playoffs. This is a humbling type of loss. These guys need to be really like. <laughs> thinking about how they played today and what this loss really feels like. Cause they, 
you know, they went 4-0 against Philly, and it was a closer series than 4-0, but this right. is by far, by far the biggest test that these guys have faced as a team. And it's the beginning of, of, of a huge battle. You know, this is what we said. I mean, the East is a bloodbath because the teams that you're going to have to get through Milwaukee and Miami, uh, there's no let up. Uh, they right. play, they play hard. They play defense. They execute. Um, they've just got tough players. And so like, you can't play incomplete games against this team. These no teams, they'll mop, they'll mop you up. Hard. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, 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 they'll absolutely the mop the floor with you. If you, if you let your guard down, you just can't do that. You can coast. I mean, Milwaukee answered every mini run the Celtics went, and there weren't mm-hmm. a ton of them. And that's what the Celtics did to Brooklyn last time. That's what good teams do. That's what tough teams do. Um, there's You can't freaking half-ass your way through a game against Milwaukee and have any chance of winning. No. Um, yeah. So that was bad. We'll bring in Bobby, Bobby's courtside. Um, I think he was just in listening to Ime. Yeah. Um, got me. What's up, Bobby? What's up, Bobby? Bob, you just listening to Ime, and what's going on? Yeah, whole new world here. Uh, the transition game really blew them away when Milwaukee got small out there. Uh, the physicality, I thought, was pretty intense. And going to the Celtics, especially when the calls started going against them there in the third quarter. And overall, just timely shot-making for Milwaukee. Um, I didn't feel like the Celtics were as sharp defensively as other people did coming out of this one. Too much doubling in the lane, leaving shooters alone. That hurt them, I thought. And offensively, what a mess. I mean, they were just completely stagnant against the drop. Uh, even when they got spread out in the smaller lineup. How I about some pull-up jumpers, up. Bobby? Yeah. It was it was a lot of settling for threes. You need to yeah. have some way to get post touches. In fact, an astounding stat late in the fourth quarter. I, I forget who tweeted it out. Someone with ESPN. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Celtics were on the verge of becoming only the fourth team in the shot clock era to have less than 10 two-pointers in a game. Um, I believe... I they, don't got know exa- they got exactly 10, I believe. Yep, so garbage time too, right? So they effectively did have less than 10 in this game. Uh, historic lack of interior scoring for the Celtics in this one. And, you know, it was their ball handler. Smart was not good, got hurt midway through, basically a non-factor after that. Tatum passed okay. I thought he had a mediocre game. And you were right, John, when we were talking in the chat earlier. Brown was as bad as it gets. Yeah. Uh, he was just brutal. Gave them nothing away from the pressure mm-hmm. on Tatum. Complete opposite of what he did in the Brooklyn series. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. And, again, I asked Sherrod, and I'll ask you and Joe Sway because you're there and you're watching the game as well. I know I saw the cameras caught it briefly on the on the charge against um, Giannis. Um after he got blown, the whistle, you know, got blown 
uh, there. Jalen did the little kind of sort of grab at the hamstring. I don't know whether that was real or that's kind of like a tennis player fiddling with his strings after a missed shot, you know, like blaming the hardware. I don't know if he went there just as like an excuse or it was bothering him. I mean, but he was, I mean, he airballed like a 10 footer in the lane. That was brutal. The little huck, yeah. baby huck there. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. He was short with stuff. He just looked yeah. off. And so like, did he look physically? And I tweeted, like, I was like, I, you know, not as an excuse. I was like, I get the feeling we're going to hear something about this after the game. Cause he looked tentative uh, and he looked bad. Yeah, I'm with you, John. I was I was picking up on that too, especially on that play in particular. But you know, sometimes I feel like players will sort of demonstrate that sort of yeah. behavior when they're when they're out of it. And it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, that was a great analogy, actually. The, the, the tennis player, the frustrated tennis player. Yeah, so I, I, I took I took it in more of that. But you know, you look at the way the the Milwaukee it didn't look like it was him. bugging him. He didn't. He looked like he was moving all right to you. He looked like he was moving all right to me. I, I just felt like the the Bucks were. I mean, did you see him get up? Oh my God! I mean, that oh, was like, yeah. like he got on an oh, elevator. Yeah. That, I mean, that should that... be an indicator right there in the first quarter. You know when that happens. Boom! Yeah. You know, but so it's not that right. with the he hamstring. It's more. It's yeah. the explosion. It's the quickness. It's yeah. it's being decisive and assertive and being able to like get by people. You know. I but it's also, it but it's all, I think it's, I think the Bucks just made him uncomfortable out there. Honestly, their their defense was just everywhere. And then, you know what? They did the same thing. They were defending Tatum the same way the Celtics were defending Durant in the first round. And I thought that was a great opportunity for Jalen to get going, but he just wasn't as aggressive, and he just couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't seem to, to to stop turning the ball over one and two, just find an offensive rhythm until that fourth quarter when he made a couple of three pointers, but it was too little, too late. Yeah, I was just gonna say briefly on Jalen. I mean, if, if he is actually hampered in any way, he needs to adjust his game. He can't force himself right. to play this. You know, it's like if you're not 100 percent and you can't do the things that you typically do, then find other ways to affect the game in a positive way. I'm not saying that's the case, but if that is the case, then that's something that he needs to adjust and he needs to do like Giannis today. You know, the shots weren't really falling. They were playing defense on him a certain way. He goes there out there and drops a triple double. He grabs 15 rebounds. You know, he does other things. So he doesn't force uh, the issue. So that's something that Jalen Brown will maybe need to adjust. But I'm not there yet with Jalen. I don't think that it's a physical thing. I think it's more like a mental thing. Like one of the commenters just said that you put up, John, might a little bit be a little bit in his head. You know, you start to see a couple misses and now you're now you're constantly thinking about right, one's got to go down one's going to go down and there just wasn't enough help otherwise tatum didn't get hot until you know later in the game either both those guys started cold today you just can't have that we've said all year the team will only go as far it's not breaking news they're only going to go as far as those two guys are going to take them we can go back and forth and who's the most important guy in this series and who's this you know but it's it's tatum and brown it was tatum and brown in, in the first series those guys led the way um each and every game at bits and pieces you know um, brown was huge in 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 the first series against the Nets. He was right there with Tatum. I know people wanted to give it to Tatum, rightfully so, but Brown, they don't win any of those games without Brown's contribution. So you just can't have, you just can't, they can't afford to have him have a, a, a game like this. Wait, to Joe Sway's point, it was Milwaukee's defense. You got to give them credit. Lopez played one of his best defense oh, man. I've ever he seen. He was huge. Yeah, Giannis was still in that yeah. rotation, help side, block roll. He obviously had that huge play, the borderline goaltending on Tatum. And Holiday was brilliant. I mean, Holiday might have been the most important player either team in this game. Great the separation in the third quarter there. Guarded so Tatum at the point of attack, really disrupted a lot of the screen stuff that they were trying to do with Tatum up at the top. And that's when I really got worried going into this series. I was like, can Holiday guard Tatum? I opened up the numbers, and I went, uh-oh. 
he did, and mm-hmm. he did it well during the year. So they have a guy in Middleton's spot who can take over that matchup and do it well in Holiday. Now, and that's what Holiday does. I mean, Holiday, Holiday guards the other team's best player. Um, yeah. oftentimes, and I mean, that's just who he is. Uh, and say he's it, John. very good. Say it. Say it. What do you want to no. say about Holiday? Nothing. He's great. I, I, I've always been a Holiday stand, so that's not, you know, I, we're going back to the Kemba Walker bubble days when you guys are, <laughs> when you guys are like, no, Kemba's so good. He that's scores what I, points. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's, that's like the Gardner Fort Pilot. When the Bucks made that trade, I will admit. John, don't act like. Holiday. I was like, what? But now I'm like, but you Holiday, dude. But John's trying to act that like dude. that's not in the back of his mind. Like he was ready to pull that out probably after game two or so. Like, no, I wasn't. You did, I just you did want you did like Drew for this team for for a long time. That, a long time, but I like him. Period. Yeah. Just because Today, he's he's everything. You know, like he just he just he, you know talk about man. a guy who gives the game what he what it needs. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. he hits the big shot. He's he'll defend multiple positions. He's friggin' great. I mean, he's I mean, he, he just tonight, does like, a lot for you. He had the steal. Three. He had the steal on one and the transition three on the other. He plays big, man. Dude, yeah. like, like, there's not many players in the league that can, can that can do that, and he's one yeah. of them. And he's not even close to their best player. I mean, no offense to him, but he's, they have Giannis. Like, that's the craziness, and and this is all without Chris Middleton. So, you know, we all make our predictions and like, oh, without Middleton, oh, Celtics are gonna cruise. Now look at it. Like, it's it's way more than that. You know, these guys. I didn't play, say they were gonna cruise, man. This we, is these we, are. The I know. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we all picked the Celtics, and some of us picked them. Uh, in a lot less games uh, than uh, is the maximum. So, point being, you know, this is a humbling. This is a humbling uh, game for I think Celtics fans who are riding pretty high on the Celtics, Agreed. and I think the Celtics players. I mean, they have to be sitting there right now, being like, "Wow, you know, we swept the Nets, but now we're playing like a legitimate, you know, team that's been there, won a championship, and you know, you can see the difference." I'm terrified of the Bucks. They are so scary. <laughs> like, this is – they're going to have to play exceptional, the Celtics, to win this series because Giannis is going to take it from them. And this is what I said going in. He is just at peak, peak, and I talked to Ime about this at practice this week. He had that experience last year as an assistant on the Nets, right, guarding and scheming to stop Giannis in that series, and he did a pretty good job. I thought they handled Giannis well, the Nets did in that series. And Giannis still broke through at the end of every game and finished a lot of those, none more important than the game seven where he had a couple buckets in overtime. He's even better. That's what Ime told me. Like, he, as a passer, has gone to a new level. As a defender, he's had to do a lot of more. He's better. He's the best player. He's the look. All due respect, free throws to too. He hits every free throw he, now. He spent a lot of time on it um, to get that number up to a respectable level. And what was he around 72 percent this year? Um, yeah. You know, he got there. But look, I mean, Bobby, I, when we're having our MVP discussions both on the show and offline, I give my vote to Giannis without blinking. He's the best. He's one of the best offensive and defensive players in basketball. What else do you need to be in order to show that you're the most valuable player? He's literally the best player on the court every time he takes the court. He's a, a, offensively and defensively. It's He is uh, he's incredible, you know? Uh, what's up, Jimmy? I uh, was just looking at some stats here. And a lot of this has to do with Giannis because of the complete game he played. Are we talking about Drew? Did you raise your hand, Jimmy? He I did. I'm going to go back to the press and screaming in the middle of John Grant. I wanted to just – Yeah, it works. John respected up. the hell out of it. He really I know we don't do that, that a lot around here. We usually just cut people off. But I figured <laughs> – Hi. Hi. I just put yeah. my hand up. Um, 
Um, but seriously, um, <laughs> talking about the Bucks defense, look at this stat. Um, fast break points from the Bucks, 28 to 8. Bucks lead. And then sec, uh, points off turnovers, 27 to 6. I mean, that's those are two huge discrepancies. Transition, basketball, and I know the we talked Bucks about transition defense was awesome. about the refs. I don't know if the Celtics were maybe a little slow to get back on defense after some calls that didn't go their way. But Bucks in transition today were lethal. I mean, they were pulling up from three. They were driving to the hoop. Um, they were, you know, ending Celtics. That's that's amazing yards. considering the Bucks turned it over 21 mm-hmm. times, Jimmy. I know, but the Celtics didn't yeah. make anything. This is, they did the same thing against Brooklyn. They they create turnovers. They didn't convert they those. Finished though. on the other yeah. end. I know. It's they, like, 21 turnovers, and they and the Celtics had what? How many points off turnovers? Six. Six. Like that's like, like impossible. Off of 21 turnovers, that's impossible. <laughs> that's what impossibly low. What are you doing low. after the turnover? What are you getting? They're like celebrating. Over. High five! High five! <laughs> they're like do. They're doing free throw high fives after the turnovers, you know? It's, it's hard not to, like, a few of those need to go in. You know, you expect to be in transition. There's no fit. No, there was the finishing at the rim tonight was abysmal. And that's why they chucked so many threes. And 36%, I think, or whatever it was, isn't horrible. But you got it. They, they hit. I, wait, hold on. They hit 28 shots tonight. Hold on. They hit 28 shots. 18 were threes. So you had 10 shots that yeah. went in that weren't three pointers. Like, Come on, you got you, you got to do better than that on the offensive end. I know the Bucks are a strong team defensively, but it's, you've got to do better than that. You got to have some yep. presence in the paint. There was no presence in the paint tonight. It was it was a tough one to watch from start to finish. Again, this is a Sunday ruiner for a lot of people. You just want to go out there and like get this done, and now you're just going to be thinking back on so many missed opportunities. Sunday ruiner. Yeah. Sunday ruiner. Hey Jimmy, hey Jimmy, how was the weekend? Uh, it was good until the Bucks ruined my Sunday. You know? raise, Sunday, raise could been, Sunday could have been elite. Sunday could have been elite. Raise your hand, all right? Okay, I was just a little, Sorry. Just a little like hold on like that. Jimmy was definitely that kid who was like when someone got an award in Edgewise, he was like, "You didn't raise your hand though, Mr. Yeah, yeah. teacher, <laughs> teacher. In the back, like I am no. I had my hand up. In, ho- in homeschool, even though he was the only student, he had to raise his hand every <laughs> single time. Really ignored in homeschool. And that's why I ended up in homeschool. I was getting no respect. Yes, Mr. Toscano. Mom, why do Are you have to done? call me Mr. Toscano? <laughs> Are we not raising our hands this morning? <laughs> Are we not raising our hands, Mr. Toscano? Mom! <laughs> Come on! No, but, see, no, but really, guys, I mean... Again, it's like what I said from the beginning. Like the Bucks were just the Celtics were doing what the Bucks wanted them to do, you know. And those take those open shots. Now, yeah. my concern is, you know, not guys like Tatum and Brown because I, I think the law of averages will say that they'll they'll make those open shots later on in this series. But what about the other guys? You know, I mean, I thought Grant Williams had a good game. You know, I thought offensively this team. I mean, look to to see them put on what not even ninety, less than ninety points. It, that's concerning for a team that averaged what one hundred and four. You know, especially coming off this series against the Nets, they were putting up a lot of points, even without Rob Williams, you know, just based off the defense alone and, and having those extra possessions. They have to convert on those extra possessions. They have to convert on those off of those turnovers because once the Milwaukee Bucks go downhill, that's when they'll kill you. Like, that's exactly what happened in the second half, and the Celtics just never made them pay. Look, they survived a lot of those Milwaukee runs, though. You give the Celtics credit for that, but you have to be able to punch back harder in that fourth quarter. You know, it's it's – Kind of a conversation we've been revisiting all season long, even when the Celtics turned into a, you know, a good team. It was always, we always had to revisit this conversation every once in a while when it was fourth quarter, you know, close game, and we needed to see them 
turning up a notch, and they were just unable to do that. And I felt like the Bucks capitalized on that. They really did their homework as well. You know, the passing lanes, the way the Celtics, pass, you know, the way the Celtics rotate the ball. Milwaukee was ready for all of that. They just got their ass kicked. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. They, they, yeah. they, played, they played a team that came in with the right mentality, the right kind of edge, a championship edge. Yeah. And the Celtics were never able to meet that head on. Um, and they, this, this is, they've got 48 hours to figure this out. Because if they lose game two, the series is over. Uh, they're not going to win oh, four. And they, they're not going to win four out of five. It's over. Um, I don't really care how they want to slice and dice it up. That's that's. You're not going to. Milwaukee's just too talented. They're too tough mentally, physically, to go down to lose four out of five. So. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair. I think game two is a must win. And listen, the Celtics. I don't I haven't seen the line yet, but I would think that it. I would still I think the drink. Celtics would be favored in game two, even after what we saw today. Because they still have the case. I mean, it's all going to hinge on Marcus Smart. Oh, you pissed off Sherrod, man. Look what you did. Yeah, peace, Sherrod. See you around, bro. Um, no, but I, I... I'll be back. I just need a drink. I just need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, get a drink. I'm trying to start stuff, Joe Sway, for our community. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a timely exit. That was a timely exit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, Jimmy's going on. All right, I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to get a drink. There's nothing, nothing important I'm going to miss. Um, no, but... Going back to what I was saying is the Celtics, and I don't think there's any reason to panic yet. I think, listen, what do we think? The Celtics were going to sweep the Bucs? Of course not. I think, But I do think we all thought that they were going to come out, play a little bit harder, more complete game today, and it was going to be closer. It didn't feel close after, like, midway through the second quarter. almost. Even though it wasn't, like, ever out of reach, it was, like, 8 to 10 to 12 points, it felt like. You know, and then they were going to be a 4. Second half. So I was going to run and cut it to like two or whatever. And then it would be eight again, just like that, you know? So it just felt like the Bucks always had an answer for the Celtics. So again, this game two is going to be a huge email game. You know, they don't have a ton of time here, but you know, they're going to have to look back and figure out what the Bucks did, what the Bucks did um, to force the Celtics into some of the, some of the positions that they were in. And of course, you know, the, the obvious ones, Jalen Brown needs to hit the shots that are, are given to him. You know, Tatum needs to get going earlier than he did. You didn't get anything from Pritchard tonight. He was super cold from three. Al Horford. Wide open threes, yeah. Wide open threes. Al Horford had a great game. Um, you know, maybe get maybe figure out a way to get Al more shots because he's hitting his threes right now. And if if everyone else is going cold, you know, Al Horford's the you know Mr. Dependable right now. So I don't know if there's a way you can get him more shots, but um, you know, there's got to be some adjustments that the Celtics have to make. And again, it all hinges on. You know what percentage of Marcus Smart are you going to get? Because he's like I know, and I know people here are blaming the threes, but at the end of the day, um, the Celtics amazingly had a better three point percentage than the Bucks had, and it didn't feel like that watching the game. No. So it, it's more than just this is more than a make miss sort of no. game. Um, there's much more to uh, why the Celtics lost here, and a lot of it had to do with uh, points in the paint and transition. Everyone's going to focus be hyper-focused on the threes. At the end of the day, you actually had some guys who shot fairly well from three. Um, you know, uh, you had Derek White, uh, Marcus made some, uh, Al Derek made some. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't horrible. P- P- Pritchard missed his, and obviously Jalen and Jason were cold uh, most of the game. So uh, it's not it's not all on the th- shooting. It wasn't just a cold Celtics game. This was a – the problems run a lot uh, – run deeper here. You go, you go back and look at this game really in the first quarter and all the opportunities – that they created for themselves by beating their man off the dribble, getting into the paint, and no one just no one wants to shoot a floater. Everyone wants to drive and kick, drive and kick. And if you're Milwaukee, 
that's exactly what you want because there's a greater likelihood you're going to miss a three-pointer than there is that you're going to miss a shot in the paint. Celtics and, did it to Brooklyn. It's like I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, live with, I'll live with other things. You know, I don't want these guys to beat me. Right. You, know, you make and, life really hard for Durant. They made life really hard for Tatum. And go ahead, spread it around. I don't care. You can't be scared to go in the paint. You can't you can't go out uh, looking like punks like they did tonight, where you get into the paint and you decide, oh, I'm just going to kick it out. No, you attack. You try to finish. You don't just attack and get to the paint and then it's like, ooh, Giannis might be coming from somewhere. Let me just kick it out. No, attack. You can, you can't be you can't be timid at this point of the season, particularly when you're trying to knock off the champ. You're not just trying to win a playoff series. You're trying to be literally the best team in basketball a year. Again, as I kept saying, like, I don't understand why they didn't try to get into the lane a little bit uh, and, and try, uh, you know, a little pull up or, or two. It was yes. incredible. Like that's I mean, this is Tatum's game. We told him not to shoot it. Shoot them. Shoot them. Get in there. Shoot those jumpers. You, him and Jalen. They love that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they, they should be, you know, uh, that that's something that they have to look to do. But again, they settled for three or they tried to force their way into the lane and there were just big bodies there waiting for him. Uh, I saw All Mr. Dead. Toscano in the front row there yeah. had his hand raised. Yep. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, John. Just, just going through Twitter, looking at some quotes. I'm, you know, oh, talking. he's saying a this lot of guy again. We've, we've, already, we've already said on this show. Can I get a, I raised my hand. Can I speak? <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? Mr. Toscano, uh, will you please you. speak? Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now I lost my spot. You got two gonna seconds. Say. I forgot what I was going to say. Ever get those kids? Oh, I forgot what yeah. I was going to say. All right. Uh, get, out, get out of here. Um, no. Um, Al Horford, they were meeting our guys at the rim. It was clearly a point of emphasis. We said that. <laughs> them at the rim. And then one I, one I thought was really interesting, he was talking about composure. And he said... Um, there was a time I saw that Jason needed to be pulled away from the officials. The officials did a good job. They let us play, and it was a hard-fought game. So Al Horford kind of using today as maybe a bit of a teaching moment for some of the guys. And what we yeah. said, it like they, they were getting they were getting a little fed up by some of the calls or non-calls. And did they lose their composure? Well, I mean, Al Horford just pretty much said that they did at certain points. So this is the playoffs. You know, you have to be mentally tough out there. It's 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 physically tough as the Bucks showed, and it's and it's mentally tough too. You know, you. You can't be all in your feelings because the call didn't go your way. Get back on defense and stop some of those transition buckets. I know it. And that's, exactly, that's exactly what Milwaukee did the entire game. It was like every time the Celtics made one or two big plays offensively, Milwaukee would come back and boom, smack you in the mouth with a mid-range shot, hit you with right. a three ball. Giannis dunking on somebody. They but they they had an answer for every time the Celtics started to feel good about themselves, and that has more to do with the Celtics and their inability to lock in at both ends of the floor than it does with Milwaukee. Because to me, some of the shots that Milwaukee hit after Celtics baskets were just lazy defense. Guys not rotating. Guys not contesting shots when they should be from the minute the ball was inbounded. Um, there are just a lot of mental lapses I thought the Celtics had in this game that we didn't see as much of in Brooklyn. And when we did see them, because of the Brooklyn's personnel, you could get away with that. Like you, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a huge difference between you know leaving a Grayson Allen or a Drew Holiday open versus you know some of the Yahoos that played with Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn. Um, those guys are those guys. Are, there's a reason why those most of those guys yeah. are minimum wage players. There's a reason why they're minimum wage players, uh, and right. there's a reason why most of the guys on the Bucks are not minimum wage right. players. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this is a teaching moment for the Celtics. And that they'll figure out mainly, number one, you got to be more physical, more aggressive. You got to be more consistent. And you have to play elite 
locked in at both ends of the floor, not just at one end or the other. Because I thought there was a lot of breakdowns at both in, at one end or the other uh, for them. And you just can't be – you've got to be locked in from the very beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, these guys are battle-tested. You know, these other guys, the Drew Holiday, you know, the Pat Connington. I mean, these guys have a role and they know what they're going Pat to do when they go Pine. out there. Like the the thing about the Bucks when you compare them to those other guys that were playing for the for the Brooklyn Nets, like like Sherrod just brought up, is that they didn't necessarily have all that figured out yet. And the Celtics were able to capitalize on that. This is a totally different beast here in the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, obviously they're the champs for a reason, but also because they know they know that this is the path that they chose, right? I mean, they know that you know they didn't want to see Brooklyn, but they they were comfortable enough or confident enough. To, to come in here knowing that they weren't going to have home court advantage and steal one. That's exactly yeah. what they did here in game there you one. Go. Well, Good call, huge. Right? The, yeah, the whole the, the play for the two seed crowd. Um, well, home court's going to matter. Well, home court's over. Um, yeah, it's gone. Celtics can win in Milwaukee too, John. Relax. They can take that home court right just back. J- Jimmy, right, Jimmy. Right. Well, that's true, Jimmy. But until that happens, though. I mean, yeah, no, right me, now, yeah, right now, yeah, home court has been flipped, absolutely. That, in that, this series, with two in a row at home to start. In this series, home court is irrelevant for either team yeah. because I think both teams can win on the other team's floor. It's a right. matter of who's playing mentally oh, and physically tougher from one game to the next. Who Who's locked in? Who Who's playing with the kind of focus that you have to have to get from not just one game to the next, but from one series to the next? Uh, Milwaukee has been there, done that. Uh, I had a chance to talk to some of their assistant coaches before the game. And the one thing that they uh, they're not nearly as worried about Chris Middleton being gone as some people might think they are, because they got a lot of guys who are tough. They do, there are no there are no punks on that team. As much as people want to I say thought, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, he's not. He's a tough, gritty, gritty guy. I thought well, they would don't, miss don't, Middleton don't as bring much. Grayson for... Allen's name on this show. Go, go, go on, I, no, no, no. I thought they'd miss him for the defense because I thought it would create mismatches because, again, Holiday would stick either Tatum or Brown on the perimeter, but then you'd be stuck with someone like a Wes Matthews on the other guy, uh, or you'd have to force Giannis to come out from under the basket, yeah. you know, to check Tatum. I thought Jalen would have him miss. Yeah, I thought Jalen would have, have, have a mismatch all yeah. game long and take advantage of it, and he didn't, and that was a big problem um, yeah. because that's, you know, when with Giroux on Tatum, that's kind of what you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. to see and it didn't happen and that's that's where I thought they'd uh, not having Middleton would hurt them is that, uh, kind of having that wing defender out there I thought there would be matchups uh, yeah. that they that they could exploit and they didn't at all today and a lot of that was because uh, Jalen was so friggin bad um, you know so Jay what you need next game is you need first quarter Jalen to show up yeah. um, badly um, yeah. kind of set the tone because that'll put the bucks on their heels and kind of make them rethink, uh, their, their lineups or their alignment. Uh, if, uh, if whoever they put on, you know, if it's Matthews, uh, is getting cooked here and Brown's taking advantage of that matchup, um, that'll force them to play a little bit differently, but, uh, it didn't happen today. So, um, that was it, you know, I mean, uh, Buck, Buck bench tonight where they, they did what they needed to do with, with Giannis out. I mean, Javon Carter plus 25 off oh, the bench. So- that that just breaks I my mean, heart. I mean, damn. Should never that is, happen. That's a crazy stat. Um, Sherrod, you meant you mentioned Grayson Allen. Eleven points, you know, four for eight from the field. I mean, did we need him to do? I can't stand Grayson Allen. He reminds me of King Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Like I feel like he's just it's Ted Cruz, but that's a good one too. He's King Joffrey to me. Every time I look at him, I just wanna I just uh-huh. wanna 
punches he looks face. Like Ted, right? He looks like Ted Cruz. Yeah, he does. He does. But <laughs> I mean, it's just like I can't imagine. He's just like a little squirmy worm. You know, I just like. You would love it. You would you love, love him. him. You would love him if you were in Boston. So stop it. Just I would. Stop. No, I wouldn't. You, you, like, you absolutely would. You love annoying people, you know? I mean, Jimmy, you it would be like literally looking in the mirror. I do gravitate towards annoying people. I wonder why that is. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um but really though, the Bucks punch tonight, they got it done and, and like we mentioned some players in the Celtics that just came up short tonight. So um this is a this is just a, a lopsided game, you know, from almost start to finish. Again, the Celtic the weird thing is the Celtics looked good they, off the start. Like yeah. that was the weird thing about it. You know, they didn't they didn't come out flat, which is what when we talk about last year's team or beginning of this year, like that was one of the things we hated about them is that they would go down early to start and then they'd have to come back from 20 points and then they'd fall short. But this wasn't that type of game. They actually went up early and Bucks just kind of turned on the Jets and the Celtics looked just, they just couldn't keep up. You know, they got outclassed. Yeah. We've used every word in the dictionary tonight. Outclassed, out-hustled. Out-toughed. You know, punked. You know, everything, you any, any word you want to throw at it. Um, and it feels like they feel the same way, you know, listening to some of the quotes that are coming out here. And I'm sure Bobby and Joe Sway are, are you know, in the press rooms right uh, now. Who has, who has talked so far? I, you said Al and anyone else? I haven't checked recently. I know Al. I mean, obviously, Ime must have spoken. So I, I haven't seen anything um, from Ime yet. But Ime is going to have to be tough on these guys, I imagine. I mean, that's just who he is. But there's just so many things that he's going to be able to point out from this game that they did wrong or that they just didn't do well enough. Um, where he's going to have a field day tomorrow. I mean, this this isn't one of those, again, we talked about they're playing again on Tuesday, so it's not like they're going to go hard tomorrow at practice. You know, like that's something right. that they'll do between games between games two and three. Tomorrow's going to be a film film day. You know, get in the film room. Um, you know, Ime's going to be up late tonight breaking down everything that they did wrong with the rest of the Yeah, season. look, bad, op, bad it, offense, it, ma- bad offense made the Bucks' life easier, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's a chess match, um, you know, going into game two. So I'm very interested to see. Um, what different things the Celtics are going to do to try to stop. And the Bucks are going to adjust too. It's not like they're going to go out there and do exactly, you know, just play it back. You know, I mean, they're, they're a well-run organization and well-coached team. So that's going to be very interesting to see um, what transpires between now and game two. Yep. No shortcuts, no days off. Um, Celtics were off their game today uh and uh you just can't do that against milwaukee it was uh it was a rough one it's just and again so much of it had to come just came down to offensive execution you said it jimmy i actually thought they looked they looked really connected on defense in the first part of the first half um they were turning Giannis over they were really swarming him early not Mm -hmm. letting him kind of get settled not letting him get ahead of steam which is always you know makes him really hard to stop there when you when when you do that um and uh, it was looking good there for a little bit. It's uh, I, I wasn't as concerned about the defense, even though it wasn't perfect. And yeah, they left some shooters open, and that's going to happen when you're helping over on Giannis and trying to, you know, you know, defend the paint a little bit. Uh, that's inevitable. I definitely think you know some of their, you know, they, they lost sight, they lost track of a few people. There were definitely a few breakdowns, but this one came down to offense. The offense was so friggin' bad, and it really it turned into points for Milwaukee the other way. It was just, it was just putrid. So he's already going in. I don't think our decision-making was great. Jalen and Jason didn't have their best night offensively. So, I mean, that's just the first, very first quote I see. So he's not shying away. He talked Uh, already. He's, he's been off. I mean, I know we didn't didn't get to any of it on the show. So he goes, whether it was, you know, Horford was good too. Um, 
um, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, he just basically kind of said the same stuff that, you know, that they got humbled uh, and it happens. And that's yeah. that, you know, it's it's. It should hurt a little bit, said Al. Um, there's levels to this. They were definitely on a different level tonight. Um, you know, it's not easy in the playoffs. And, you know, that's just, you know, just kind of got to get ready for a fight. It looks like, you know, they just weren't fully ready for it. You may said they need to find ways to play against their physicality. So that's another thing we said right off the top, that they were just – that physicality tonight was just completely one-sided. It just felt like the Celtics were getting pushed yeah. around. People in the chat are asking about the injuries. There's no hard updates here. Marcus yeah, was sore. Yeah. Marcus was sore and he said he was coming, uh, but he was always planning on coming back in. I'm sure he's going to be frigging sore and he'll have to ice it. And he's got to, whatever he's got to, everyone's here gotten a Charlie horse on their thigh before. Uh, it hurts. You stiffen up. Uh, it's not awesome. Um, you it's know, all pain tolerance. You know, it's, you know, it's, play. whether it's Marcus, yeah. whether it's Jalen Brown, I mean, but with Robert, Brown, it's more of a, with Brown, I'm worried he's in his head because the hamstring, you're always worried. Is is the yeah. next stride going to be the one where I get that pop and that's going to knock yeah. me out? And if it's in the back of your head, it's really hard to kind of play free because you're always going to be going at about 70%, 75%. If you, if you feel it tugging, you feel it pulling a little, it's like, is this the one that's going to let it, it's going to, that's going to make it go? So if that was bugging him and it's been bugging him, and it was in the back of his mind. I kind of get it. Uh, we haven't heard from Brown yet, so we don't have an injury update as far as that's concerned. Uh, Rob, that's Rob's, Rob's, like, Rob's balls are okay, I think. Yeah, John will let yeah. us know. John will let us know tomorrow. Yeah, Ro yeah. <laughs> Rob's, 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 Rob's. You know, got 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 a got a bruised ding ding, um, but he'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about yeah. him. Honestly. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Seeing some of, seeing some of the, some Are you of the guys, you got your stuff. injury updates. You guys happy? Yeah, you got your injury updates, right? And people, it could have been a lot worse based on what, when we saw Marcus Smart running up the court, when we saw Rob Williams just writhing in pain, and we weren't sure right away what it was. So I think they, 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 they came out of this best case scenario, I guess, based on what we saw. Yeah, bruises. Okay, bruises. it's the playoffs. You're playing a physical team. You get knocked yeah. around a little bit, okay? You yeah. got kicked in the yeah. sack. Yeah, you got knee in the thigh. It happens, okay? Yeah. You just got to – You got you know, you a Charlie horse in the shoulder. You know, those things happen. You got to punch back. You know, a little uh, little physicality out there. You know, you got you to give it back to him. That's how, you, that's how you stop these bullies. I learned that before I went to homeschool. You got to fight back. Yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't handle it, so I ended up in homeschool. <laughs> Going to homeschool. <laughs> some, of the, some people can. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Listen, uh, shooting game one. I mean, you got to chalk it up. You can't you can't dwell on it. You know, if you're the Celtics team, you got to learn from it and you got to get ready. I think it's a good thing that they play. You know, in a way, it's a good thing that they can play again um, sooner than later. You know, just get back out there, dust yourself off. And they they know they can compete with this team. They did it all season, so this isn't like some overmatched. Uh, you know, it looked like it was today. It's at points, but this isn't an overmatched uh, matchup here. You know, they got to come out in game two and kick them in the you know what. Right, you got to right? punch forward. Yeah, kick yeah. them in the balls too. Yeah. Back yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, the, the adjustments that they're gonna have to make are far more mental than physical. Uh, they, they have to come in with the right attitude, right mindset that we're not going to allow them to just roll up in here and kick our ass. We actually yeah. have to, we have to deliver the first punch, yeah. Uh, and and that I think that's gonna be the big takeaway from them in this game is just that they have to be a more physical team. Um, and we haven't talked much about it, but uh, you know, officiating it's gonna be what it is. Um, I thought it was a little odd though that Scott Foster was in their last game, game and this game. I, come that, on, that 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 felt a little it bit uh, forced 
because uh, I, I don't I don't know of too many playoff series where the one of the officials from your last series is also officiating your first game of your next series. Yeah, they're trying to like save on travel. Feel- they trying to save on travel. They just like played it back with the guys that were in town. Like, what? what, what what's well, that so what? So what? You, you keep them in Brooklyn for a week and then you have them catch a train into Boston? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, quick little bus, little Fung Wah back in the day. Anyone take the, the so, Lucky Star? Oh yeah. So, so the cost of, of of a week in in New York is, is that that's just like it wouldn't be cheaper to just the sit ten dollar Fung Wah bus. Who didn't take that at one point? There's <laughs> like live chickens running around the back of the bus. Like it's mayhem on there. That was just like a say your prayers, you close close your eyes and just hope hope that you arrive there. You they know? dump you off in Chinatown. The, the, you're completely like, okay, I could. The Toscano Chronicles. Right there we go. We got the Toscano Chronicles right now. Nice. Yeah, so that's some interesting interesting uh, experiences on the. What do you got for us, Bobby? Bobby, what's going on? What do we got, Bobby? Uh, caught up with Al, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis. We're talking to, um, you know, Al. A lot of talk about the composure of the team which i thought was a factor here they definitely kind of unraveled a little bit late third into the fourth this game obviously got away from them upwards of 20 points late in the fourth calls officiating but mostly the turnovers al and Ime were saying fed what the bucks are doing offensively let them get on the open court i mean you're dead when the bucks get on transition and on the flip side Drew and that crowd that the Bucks are showing, he kind of just brushed off anything he did individually against Tatum. Said it was the four guys getting in there in the paint area. And you saw that. I, it's unreal. It's like, a, I, I said this, John, you'll like the comparison. It's like a defensive line just collapsing in on a running back. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you throw in extra linebackers or something, but there are four guys around Tatum in that paint area, and they didn't foul. Oh, I mean, how many free throws did Tatum shoot in this one? Uh, I know the yeah, commenters yeah. will probably disagree, but you know, ATN missed three. That didn't help. Celtics overall shoot twenty, so it's pretty even. The Bucks shot twenty-one again. I just don't know where people are kind of really pissed off about the officiating. It really was not a factor in this game. It really wasn't. That's, that's few again, moments that's maybe, but. I mean, you're there's, you're going to look both ways on questionable calls. There, mm-hmm. I, 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 this is not. The Celtics got punked. They got beat. They they played For a sure. bad game. You move on to the next one. There's nothing else. There's not a lot to say about this game. We all saw what happened. Um, they execute better. Um, they're a little bit more in control. They turn the ball over less. They get better quality shots. Um, they, they got better shooting. Some of their yes, knock down some of their open looks, and they're uh, they're in much better shape next time. Again, I didn't think they did a horrible job defensively. I thought they did a decent job defensively on Giannis. They swarmed him. They made him turn the ball over. Um, they blocked some of his shots. I actually thought they played. Giannis about as well as you're going to play Giannis. Um, it's not Horford I'm, did. I thought the other guys struggled. I, I hate him physically overmatched in there. I they are, but they that you know that's that's a given. Every yep. human's going to be physically overmatched against Giannis. You can only you can only do so much. They did as much as they I thought that they could do there. They 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 they, they made life difficult. They threw bodies at him. They have some guys who are long and physical who are able to compete you know, and, and try to take away some of his space. They did fine. He didn't friggin' shoot lights out there. Um, uh, he had a great passing game, but I mean, that's a testament to the type of player that he's become, but they did all right. They did all right there on the Bucks, two best players. Neither one shot terrific uh, in this game. Um, you know, some of the other guys were the ones knocking down shots when those guys were finding them on their kickouts and stuff. So, um, you know, again, I'm not, 
as worried. I think whatever whatever lapses they had defensively, they can tighten up. I think bad offense was as much to do with the Bucks. Um, you know, are you worried uh, about them losing the series now? I, you know, it's always it's always there. It's always there. It's it's always possible because it's a good team, you know, and there's yeah. not a lot of margin for error. Sharon? I'm not changing. I'm not changing my. I'm still going to stick with this. Just one game's not going to change my entire, right. you know, prediction on the Celtics. But if you thought this was going to, if if they're if one of the few people out there who thought this was going to be easy, the Celtics were going to roll. Yeah. Then yeah, th- this should change that opinion because it's it's definitely not that. This yeah. ain't that. This ain't not. This is not the Brooklyn Nets. No. So we can go up from here. I thought Rob was really good, or we can go down and on John's guy Derek White. I Derek White turned it around. He had a he had a, he had a really bad he had a really bad first stint. Really bad. Um here's thought, my thing about I thought he yeah. was better. Uh he, he had a he was really better. bad yeah he's gotta really help them in this series though. I mean we talked we went back and forth a lot last round on oh is he good is he bad he was doing his thing I feel like overall he's been fine with the Celtics so far which is, you know, again, you got to find good rotation player in a spot where you were bad a lot of the time before. So that's a win in a trade sense. But in terms of competing for a championship, you need him to be on his game in the spot where he fits. And I'm still not really sure. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's supposed to do on offense. They still haven't figured out what they want him to do. That, that is he a catch and shoot there, guy? Is he going to facilitate that, offense? That white, that white Pritchard Grant lineup was rough. With uh, Brown out there, yep. Oh my God, that was rough. And like, I don't know what White is. Uh, I don't know what he is. You can say the same about Pritchard too. It's like, is he going to be a point guard? What are, no, what are you, Pr- Pr- Pritchard's a yes, score. Yes, That's Jimmy. Pritchard's job. Rich is a shot maker. So That's he's not going to be a backup point guard. What do you got, Jimmy? Brown. What are your advanced metrics? No, I actually don't. I mean, just the ones that we <laughs> back and forth in the, in the, in the, in the text. It's outrageous. No, defensively, he's good, yeah. Jimmy. You can't argue Wait, wait, wait. That, what man. are you talking about? Some of the stuff people are you know throwing around in yeah, our text? Like, yeah, like, yeah, that we throw out there. That's like somebody puts a graphic up on Twitter. It's like an advanced stat that no one's ever heard of. It's like, I'm like, well, oh, I'm sorry. Rick White is actually second in the league in yeah. warp or something like I'm that. I'm sorry. Not only like, is Derek oh, White. Derek White's actually one of the top 30 players in the league. My bad. I totally saw it wrong. <laughs> These numbers change everything. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many numbers like that. I don't know what he does. I don't know what I he think, does. I think he defends. He moves White the ball. He, he, so far, what you've gotten out of him is great defense and secondary ball movement. Shot making really comes and goes. And that's where especially no, you look at him. It and, just goes. No, he made some in the second half. First half, I mean, not great. For the most part, it's That's just not there. Listen, I'm not gonna go. I'm getting close to your level on him, John, but I'm not going too low. On my level is like honestly like is is that he's kind of a jag. Not that he's bad. Not See, that I'm he's... not going that low. Yeah, oh, but John he's just low. Yeah. And this is part of why I'm starting to get, go in on him a little bit is because I know he's capable of more. I mean, you look back on the Spurs-Celtics game on the other side. I look back and watch that one, you know, in between rounds. And he was, like, almost triple-double. So it feels like he's just – I don't know what you're saying, Sherrod. Off the ball a little bit too much. But even when he got on the ball the night, he was getting blitzed and kind of overwhelmed and sped up, which mm-hmm. is something Ime saw as well from the team Too had his way with him. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that was that was surprising for me considering the personnel that was on the floor trying to slow him down that he would allow himself to get sped up like that. I, 
learning experience. I mean, these, these are this is part of the process. This is a part of growing into being a champion. At some point, you're going to have to deal with the champion, and you're going to have to figure out how to get past them, and that's where the Celtics are right now. They'll be better in game two. Will it be enough to win? Who, who the hell knows? But they will be better, though. I, I, that I, I'm convinced. Yeah, the, and, the, and the Derek White stuff goes deeper than like, oh, you know, he does so much more. We don't understand basketball, blah, blah, blah. Like, obviously, they got Derek White for a reason. But there's also something, and, and a lot of that has to do with his defense and some of the smaller things that he does that can affect the game. Who would appreciate that more than Ime Udoka? It's the exact type of player you would think he would like. And right now, Derek White is struggling to crack 15 minutes in the last few games. And there's a reason behind it, because when he's out there, what's going on on the court is bad. So I don't know if it's just they haven't found the right combos for him uh, or whatever it is, or it's a rotation thing. But no matter what, it feels like they're suffering when he's out there. And That's a great a, question, John. Yeah, Ime's, I didn't get the mic with Ime, but I'm curious Ime's, how he feels about him. Ime's got a quick trigger with him, and he's not using him. We thought for sure when White got here, he was going to be a closer, okay? Yeah. That you would close with a single big and you would go with smart White, Tatum, and Brown and just make life really tough, have these four guys who can, you know, uh, defend the perimeter, one kind of big there. No team would be throwing two bigs out. You you just thought that was the automatic closing lineup. It's not the case. White's not on the court late in games. He's 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 getting a couple of stints, and that's about it. Um, and that's and, – and out. And I, I'm not saying he's lost faith, but – whatever's happening in game is changing yeah, what he is, 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 is changing Ime's usage of him. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it was 15 and then 14 in the last two Brooklyn games as well. So he's just not right no. now. He, right now, Ime's not seeing it either. Yeah. I mean, that that's the most damning stat of all is time, time on the court. I mean, right. you're right, John, you nailed it. I mean, he's not, he's not earned Ime's trust to be on the court right now. And when they traded for him and they, what, based on what they gave up, I mean, this is a guy that should be playing 25 minutes a game easy, right? I mean, 30 especially maybe. Part, yeah, I mean, easy mm -hmm. 25, like 30, yeah, you would think. Especially with the uh, – everyone knows Marcus Smart's banged up right now. Um, you know, the, everyone knows the Bucks really freaking bring it to you. They, they, yeah, they so 27 in the last Brooklyn game, but before that it was 13-14. So, yeah, sure, I man, missed one. Fine. Yeah. And all that aside, we're talking about this series now, and he played 16 today, which this is a game where you needed Derek White. You, you need him to give you 18 points and – and six rebounds and five assists. You know, like, that's the whole point, right? Like, these are the games where if, if, if Brown is off, Derek White's supposed to step in, step up, and, and sort of take on that. And same with Marcus Smart. If he's out of the game with an injury, I mean, that's the whole reason you brought in Derek White, isn't it? So, especially yeah, Derek especially. White didn't lose you the game tonight. He wasn't the worst player on the court, but he didn't do anything to win you the game either. So, like, that's like if that's the whole purpose of Derek White. He should, he's going to take you from, uh, 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 you know, a uh, – a close game, but you're losing to a close game in your win. What, what, and so, and let's go this. What did Ime say? What did uh, Brad say? And what did Ime say? The, the, the company line on White when he got here was what? Perfect. He well. He's going to do what? He's going to make who better? Oh, Brandon Tatum. He's going to make the Jays better. That was a big thing. They talked about it over and over again. He's going to make the Jays better. And has he hasn't he done, done that. Has he done anything to, to make them better? Nothing. Bits and no. pieces. Like, not consistently right. And so They're that's the thing is like whatever was envisioned for his role, for some reason, it didn't fully take. Doesn't mean they're not going to figure out what to do with him next year. But right now, it's kind of jam him in there. See if he do, does some of those Derek White things, the things that you liked that made you, uh, you know, put together a package and trade for him. And 
and and just kind of you know roll it out there and let him go. Uh, you saw it on late, literally night one, and then only a handful of times beyond that. He just hasn't looked like he fit. Yeah. You know. My last point on this before I'm going to go catch Jalen. They need him because the Bucks are going small, and I'm kind of shocked out sure. of this game that they weren't able to take greater advantage of that. Yeah. When Brooke gets <laughs> off the floor. It was actually more Lopez playing alone with Giannis off the floor than vice versa. But you had wings everywhere. There was a four-guard Bucks lineup at one point. And that was really when you thought the Celtics and Tatum especially could get going. And the offense just never got off the ground. It was a lot of jump shooting. I actually just saw Tatum say that they felt like they got good shots and that the numbers shouldn't be as big of a deal. But they were settling. And yeah. you see Connaughton, you see Wes Matthews, you see these wings on the other side. Even Bobby Portis, who's big, but I don't feel like has the quickest feet. You should really be able to string together some yeah. baskets, attack mismatches, and White should be part of that too. That's, I mean, that's like, what I thought would happen more. Guys up yeah. in those second units. Yeah, I Bobby, mean, the Celtics but, killed the Bucks when they were big. The Celtics Bobby, were a much better team. Smaller yeah. it was the Bucks. Bobby, before you go, you got to tell us about your HelloFresh experience. Oh, I've just been, it's been wheels turning in the house. I mean, the <laughs> oven is just never off. This is a dream for me. I mean, <laughs> we, done, I've done all done. three. I've done all three so far that I got. The uh, the tacos were exceptional. The um, meatloaf was oh, you did meatloaf too? pretty solid. Yeah, I got the meatloaf yeah. too. Spaghetti was fine but you know you got your favorites you get some stuff you learn as you go like what are your favorites what are the other stuff being in you know this is why HelloFresh has a bunch of different options jimmy got different stuff than me i got my own stuff and you get 16 free meals with this offer here you're gonna pretty yeah. much be able to try everything so yeah it's easy all package instructions it's so easy yeah. And the prep time is, and there's, there's little to no prep time for any of the meals, which is great. Cause that, that, to me, that's always the pain in the ass. It's not the cooking. It's all the damn prep work that you typically have to do before you, but it takes no time to do that, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the other thing is you want to make something, but you don't have this ingredient or that ingredient. It's so like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll make it. I'll make it without it. I'll substitute. They give you every ingredient. Not me. Not me. I'm, I'm an insane. No, yeah, I'm you haven't the, missed a meal, John. No, I'm I'm the worst. If I'm missing one thing and I've got everything laid out on the counter, I'll be like, go damn get it. it, and I go get it. Always. You I have to do that with the HelloFresh. I know. I can't live without it. I can't. It breaks my brain. I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to put all this effort in and not put this one thing in there. I'm not doing it. So I go uh, to the store uh, again. Yeah. But gotta, you don't have to do that with this. I know Bobby. Bobby left, so I, I can't even show him. But I need to show the, the good people. This is a video. I don't know. Hopefully, this. Can you hear this? Oh, that's the good I know stuff. It doesn't look great. This is Indian style chicken. It's like a chicken with curry and a bunch of other seasoning. This was so good. I, I actually. Yeah. This is like kind of the finished product here. So you got your rice. It's a little blurry. Sorry. Yeah. With your rice, um, and your curry. Great. I did the meatloaf too. It's hard to make meatloaf look good, but they both tasted great. I have one left. So real uh, quick, just telling everybody about it. Here's what you've got. It's you said sixteen meals here if you use that promo code. And again, for those people who haven't used HelloFresh, wow. you get you get the stuff delivered to your door. It's pre-packaged, portioned out with these really super easy to follow uh, menu cards, and then you just whip it up. As Sherrod said, there's no chopping, there's no dicing. It's just done for you, and you just make it. And you've got 50, 60 different options that you can choose from. Uh, there's uh, sorry, 50 weekly options here. So wow. this is just such a no-brainer. If you like home cooking. 
home-cooked meals. You just don't have the time for it. Um, this is an amazing option. It's a really good deal. So again, if you can support our sponsor here, hit that URL, hellofresh.com slash playoffs 16. Use the code playoffs 16, up to 16 th- uh, free meals and three gifts. So please go check that out, guys. Guys, final thoughts before we wrap it on this one, looking ahead to game two in terms of adjustments. What could they have done this game or what do they need to do next game? Don't get punked. Be physical. Be the aggressor. Be the one that's initiating. Bring the fight to them. And don't just sit back and let them bring the fight to you because we saw what happens when you do that. You get your ass kicked. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah, Get, Get mad. Get mad. Yeah, sure. I mean, I saw some people in the comments saying, you know, put the hard hat on, Jimmy. Where's the hard hat? Listen, the hard hat only comes out when the Celtics go to work. It's as simple as that. You got to show up to work, hard hat on, lunch pail out, steel toe boots on. And that's when the hard hat comes out post game show. It won't make an appearance after a loss. I didn't think the Celtics played hard enough tonight. Um, 10 two point field goals is the second least amount in playoff history. A stat a buddy just uh, sent me. So that goes to show you that the Celtics fell into the trap. The Bucks forced them to take threes or baited them into taking threes, they took them. And they didn't even shoot that horribly, but it's just not enough. It's not going to be enough to beat this Bucks team. You have to instill your will on them inside the three-point line. I don't care if that means 18-footers. And I know that might go against what the stat nerds say, but you, you got to take the shots where, where they give you the shots, not just pray for the three-pointer to fall and get lazy shooting that three. you got to instill some physicality, like Sherrod said, and score in multiple facets of the game. You know, they, they have to they have to change it up for game two. Josue, what'd you pick up here in your interviews? We're wrapping it up here. So uh, what, who'd, who'd you talk to? Any insights? Uh, it was just Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown, is uh, he should be there soon. But it was just Tatum talking about what the Celtics didn't do. Um, you know, making the right adjustments for game two. Uh, he even said, look, the way I see it is we're going to look at film, re- regroup, make adjustments and come back and win, you know, and it's that simple. I mean, he seemed pretty confident in it. Um, John Corral has asked him about his thought, pro- his thinking process. Um, it was kind of a comedic moment. Uh, he talked about his thinking process of if, if what the Bucks anticipating is, is playing a part here and him trying to do the opposite, or is he just going to do his game and not worry about that or throughout the course of the game? Did he, you know, start to second guess himself? And after all of that, Tatum was like, um, that's a lot of thinking, uh, John. I, I, I don't have that much time to think. You know, you have to make these split minute, you know, split second decisions. And yeah, the Bucks certainly made things difficult uh, for, for Tatum and the Celtics. But uh, he's confident. He's confident they'll make adjustments. And um, he, the way he sees it is he's, he didn't go out and guarantee a win, but he said that I, that's the way I see it. And I, I see us winning in game two. So okay. uh, take, take that for what it's worth. Um, but to piggyback on what Jimmy was saying, when you guys were saying, you know, just wrapping things up here, and, uh, you know, final thoughts here going into game two, I want to see some, uh, some, some baseline action from guys like Marcus Smart. You know, I want to see them try to make things difficult for, for the, for the bucks in, in the sense of them constantly working whether whether that means constantly switching, you know, keeping the defense on their toes. Like I want to see more stuff, more, uh, you know, plays designed for guys to, to, to get backdoor cuts in the middle, you know what I mean? Or in the paint rather, you know, not just necessarily leaning on Tatum and Brown, to, to, to create or, or, you know, for them to pass out the open shots. Because, again, that's what the Bucks want you to do. But at the same time, you have to find that healthy balance. I mean, Ime Udoka talked about he's not against guys taking open shots. You know, if it's an open shot, take it. Like, he wants you guys, you know, he wants the Celtics to continue to do that, but also be aggressive and make the uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks' defense work a bit. You know, don't make it so easy for them and, and, and you know, not using all the shot clock or, or not rotating the ball 
uh, especially in the second half when, when you know, if the Celtics find themselves again down by double digits. You know, they yeah. have to stay poised. They have to continue to stick with their game plan and, and stick with that, uh, you know, throughout for 48 minutes. Okay, fair enough. I think, um, yeah. think Jalen just stepped on. Yeah, I think uh, this is as much as we want to say or anybody wants to hear about this game. This was a tough yeah. one to watch. Um, obviously, um, you know, tough uh, considering, uh, you know, expectations of this team and kind of the vibe going in. So a humbling loss. But again, this is how it's going to be. Uh, there's no way this is going to be a cakewalk against a team like Milwaukee. So uh, they're in a fight here. Uh, we'll see I'm what going happens. to game two. I'm going Jimmy. to game two my first time hey. at the Garden. I'm actually going as wow. a fan. I don't have a press pass for this one. I just got tickets. Yep. Um, I haven't been in the Garden since before COVID, so I'm hoping to bring a little good luck to the uh, to the seas on Tuesday night. But will you bring your hard hat, Jimmy? Will you bring your I'm hard not hat? Bringing Jimmy? the hard hat. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't make, uh, that made me too his much. Boys, his boys, his boys are clowning him, Sherrod. You know he's not wearing that. People shirt. just come it up to me on the head. That was, uh, the, that was the plan, Josue. That was the plan. <laughs> I can't. I gotta go undercover. I don't want to have half the media. Yeah. Right. You know, bet, you know, ragging you on. Know Jimmy, game, so. You know Jimmy's going with the boys. It's a guy's night out. So that's <laughs> no, I think so. it's gonna be me and my dad. Hopefully, we'll see if I can get him. Uh, oh, nice. Even stay better. up late, but uh, all right, no. enjoy it. All right, if not, I'll go with you. Uh, all right. Later, no, guys. man, take your pops. Don't take this dude. Take your <laughs> All right. That's what I did when I went. I took my dad. Um, yeah, you know, that's what you, you do. Gotta, you got to get the guy out. Got to get him out. Uh, all right, we're yeah. going to we're going to wrap it. Guys. He's the reason you do this, Jimmy. Don't forget that. All right. Your dad's the reason yeah. you do this. <laughs> that's right. We're going to wrap it again. We're back on Tuesday uh, after this one. Uh, again, reminder, HelloFresh, HelloFresh.com slash playoff 16. Let them feed you this week, okay? You've got enough to worry yes. about. This series is stressful. Plus, if you're a Boston sports fan and you watch everything, you got the Bruins playoffs on Monday and Wednesday. You got a Celtics game on Tuesday. Who has time to cook, okay? Have HelloFresh. Right. Who has time to prep for it? Have no. HelloFresh send you the food. You cook so it in 15 right minutes. You're sitting here with a yes. hot plate of food in front of your TV watching the playoffs. It's going to be glorious. So HelloFresh.com slash. Invite a girl over. Yeah. Playoff you know, 16. Here we go, Jimmy. Room. Here we go. No, I mean, look at you. You can, you can, you know, <laughs> little guy, you know, you want to invite a girl out cook Here for we you. go, Jimmy. Nice full meal for her. She's going to be thrilled. Here we go. Here we go. Five, four, three. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>